This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here's a 2 Soto hits it hard in the air to deep right field. Grayley goes back. Looks up. Gonna go. Long three-run homer to right for Juan Soto. 15th of the season, a three-run shot, and the Padres lead it 4-1. to one. The three-run home run by Juan Soto in the sixth inning got the party started. Padres offense waking up in a big way as they cruise to a 12-5 win over the Cincinnati Reds to take the middle game of this three-game series. Now it sets up a rubber game of this series tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning here in San Diego in Cincinnati. Padres improved to 38-45 and with the win. Reds dropped to 44-39 and and the Padres finally snap a six-game schedule a much, much needed win here on this Saturday in Cincinnati. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Great to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful July 4th weekend. Obviously a much happier version of the post-game show here today than what we've had lately and a lot to do on our post-game. We'll go back to Cincinnati. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little while. Also play back all the radio highlights from this one and might also have some post-game reaction from players inside the clubhouse as well. We wondered yesterday even in the midst of the Padres being dealt maybe their most crushing loss of the season in really a week and a half here that has featured many crushing losses. But yesterday was a really tough one, as we talked about for an hour and a half yesterday following the game and even earlier today during the pregame coverage. So I won't focus too much on yesterday, but we wondered if the offense and even the fight the Padres showed in the ninth inning, the 10th inning, the 11th inning, if they could, at the very least, carry that into today. And early on, it was quiet against the left-hander and Brandon Williamson, a rookie who has been up and down so far this year. Padres offense wasn't doing a whole lot against him. But to the Padres' credit, it took a while in this game 
but they did receive some big-time performances as the offense woke up in the sixth inning. The two home runs by Soto, then Machado, then Manny hits another home run later in the game, and we have been searching for Manny Machado to really get it going for a while now, really through 82 games. Today, a big one for Manny. Two home runs, three RBIs. Juan Soto had a home run, four RBIs. Fernando Tatis Jr., couple of hits, three RBIs. So today, really from the sixth inning on, it was the guys that need to deliver if the Padres really, let's be honest, have a chance of getting this thing in the right direction. We've talked about it. Day after day, it has to be the top five in that lineup or the the big five, you would say, Tatis Soto, Machado, Bogarts, and Jake Cronenworth. And today the Padres got big-time contributions from Manny, from Soto, from Tatis, and they cruised to a 12-5 win. And again, in our next segment, we'll uh, break down the whole game, give you all the radio highlights, let you know how it went down. The other part of this game that was really good, Michael Waka being reinserted into the rotation after being skipped to start following uh, him dealing with shoulder fatigue. And like Tony and Jesse alluded to in the wrap-up there, Michael Waka picked up right where he left off. And he wasn't perfect in this game. We'll get into it. He dealt with base traffic in each and every inning. And he had the leadoff man on in three, or I should say, four out of the five innings he pitched. So he wasn't perfect. He dealt with base traffic, but he did a really good job in working out of trouble and putting together five innings, one earned run given up, and if not for the shoulder fatigue and his first outing back after that, I'm sure he would have went deeper in this game. He threw 87 pitches. The other part of this game I liked for the Padres, the eighth inning, getting the two runs because they take a 10-1 to lead in the seventh. And then in the bottom half of the seventh inning, Luis Garcia comes in. Unfortunately for Luis, his troubles continue, gives up a grand slam to Jonathan India. At that point, it's a 10-5 game, but I got to be honest with you, and if you were listening, watching this game, I'm sure you maybe felt the same way with how this thing has been going lately. I I was thinking, uh-oh, here we go again, even though it was a five-run game, not just because of the way things have been going for the Padres, but... What the Reds have been doing, they have been magical as of late. These comeback wins and simply finding ways to uh, to win day after day. But the Padres, I thought, in the eighth inning, even without the power, no home runs in that inning, but they used a couple of mistakes, a couple of hit batsmen, a single, a couple of sack flies, good execution, scored two runs, and then I felt like you really took a deep breath in this game. The game was 12-5, to and that ends up being the final score. So look... The Padres entered today, eight games below 500. We know where they are. We also know there's a long way to go here. They have to do a lot of winning over the course of the next three months to turn this thing fully around. But the reality is, is it's going to take one day at a time, and it is going to take offensive performances like this. Not that they have to score 12 runs every day, but they must do, especially when it comes to Manny and Soto and Tatis, They must do things like they did today. And on the starting pitching side as well, which has been really good all year, really good especially as of late, despite losing uh, the last three in a row when the Padres had a quality start in all those three games. They need good starting pitching. They need the offense to do something like what they did here today. So you're not going to get it all back at once. I'm not erasing what's happened in the last week and a half, but... Here on the post game, we got to take it a little bit day by day. And today, a good day for the Padres. So we say that, we take it from there, hopefully. And like Jesse and Tony were talking about on the wrap-up, 
Hopefully they can build on that tomorrow. But at least what you saw late in the game yesterday, it took a little bit, a little while today to get going. But the Padres' offense woke up again when they really needed to in a 1-1 game in the sixth inning. We'll come back with Bob Melvin. We'll also have the radio highlights for you. And we'll hear from Padres players from inside the clubhouse working on getting that audio for you as well. And a little bit later, we'll take your phone calls as well. 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973. A happy edition of our postgame show. How about that? I'm smiling on a sunny Saturday here in America's finest city. Post game after this continues on the Padres radio network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Cincinnati, the Padres 12 and the Reds 5. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Hope you're having a great Saturday on this July 4th weekend. Absolutely beautiful afternoon here in America's finest city. As we recap this one, the Padres snapping a six-game skid as they beat the Reds 12-5. to A lot of good things to talk about in this game for the Padres. And no doubt about it, a much, much needed win for San Diego here today. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes and we're going to recap this game, play back all the radio highlights, but before we do that, let's pause for station ID. Or no, we we had a station ID. All right, great job by our studio coordinator Nick Danucci. He snuck it in there. I didn't even hear it. All right, no station ID, so no break. Let's get into our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A scoreless first two innings in this game. Michael Waka worked around a double in each of the first two. In the top of the third, red starter Brandon Williamson issued a leadoff walk to Trent Grisham. He stole second base. He was still there with two men away as Fernando Tatis Jr. stepped in. Now on two and two, Tatis lines it the other way. That's a fair ball up the first baseline, and that's going to give the Padres the lead. Trent Grisham is on to score. Fernando into second base standing up. It's an RBI double and one nothing here in the third. In the bottom half, Waka also allowed a leadoff walk. That runner was on third base with two men away for Matt McLean. Two balls and two strikes to McLean. Here's the pitch from Waka, and that's it in the air. Center field. Grisham started in. Now he's got a race back. It's going to be over his head and off the base of the wall. Stevenson scores to tie it. McLean will stop at second with his second double of the day, and it's 1-1 here in the third. 
A 1-1 game going to the fourth inning. Padres offense went down in order in the fourth. Same thing in the fifth. Waka dealt with more trouble, but he found his way out of it. He worked around a leadoff single in the fourth inning and the fifth inning. At that point, the Reds were only one for nine with runners in scoring position. In the top of the sixth inning, Williamson gave up a leadoff single to Austin Nola. That was it for him. Reds reliever Buck Farmer came in. Hassan Kim hit a ground ball to shortstop, an error on Ellie De La Cruz. Padres had runners on first and second, nobody out. Fernando Tatis Jr. then lined out. Juan Soto was next. Here's the 2-0. Soto hits it hard in the air to deep right field. Braley goes back, looks up, gonna go. Long three-run homer to right for Juan Soto. 15th of the season, a three-run shot, and the Padres lead it 4-1. A big swing the Padres had been looking for. Then it was Manny. One and one to Manny. Here's the pitch. Machado swings, he skies one out to deep left center field. Benson racing back, he's looking up, this one, gonna go! Just over the tall wall in left center field. Manny with his 10th of the season, and the Padres go back-to-back against Buck Farmer. Tom Cosgrove pitched a scoreless bottom half of the sixth inning. Padres then went back to work in the seventh against Reds reliever Alec Mills. Jake Cronenworth was hit by a pitch to start the inning. He went to second on a wild pitch. Trent Grisham at the plate. Two and one. Trent hits it hard on the ground at first base. That's a fair ball beyond Votto's dive and down the line. Cronenworth rounding third. He'll score easily. Grisham's thinking about three. He's on his way. The throw comes all the way in. No chance. An RBI triple and a 6-1 Padre lead. A ground out from Austin Nola scored Grisham. Padres had a 7-1 lead. Hassan Kim then reached on a throwing error by Reds third baseman Spencer Steer. He went to second base on the throw. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. Here's the 2-2 two two to Tatis. And Fernando hits it hard on the ground up the middle into center field and a base hit. Kim's rounding third. He's on his way. Second hit of the day for Fernando, an RBI single, and now 8-1 here in the seventh. Tatis was still on base when Manny Machado dug in again. Mills is set. Long pause. Here's the pitch. And Machado swings, sends one in the air to deep left field. Benson goes back and watches. This one gonna go! Long two-run home run for Manny Machado, his second in his many innings, and now 10-1 San Diego in the seventh. A five-run seventh inning after a four-run sixth inning, just what the doctor ordered for the Padres' offense. Padres took a 10-1 lead into the bottom half of the seventh inning. But the Reds wouldn't go quietly. Luis Garcia entered, allowed a one-out walk, then a single, then a walk. The bases were loaded for Jonathan India. Here's the one-and-one to India. And that's hit hard in the air to straightaway center field and deep. Grissom's racing straight back. He's at the wall. It's going to go. A grand slam for Jonathan India, and now a 10-5 Padre lead in the seventh. And I wouldn't blame you if you were feeling a little nervous after that with the way things have been going lately. We went to the eighth inning. The Padres answered. Reds reliever Eduardo Salazar was all over the place. He hit Trent Grisham and Austin Nola to begin the inning. Hassan Kim then singled. Bases loaded, nobody out. And then back-to-back sacrifice flies from Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto. Padres had a 12-5 lead in the middle of the eighth inning. Tim Hill, a scoreless eighth inning. Brent Honeywell, a Scored this ninth inning out of the bullpen, and that was that. The final score, the Padres 12 and the Reds 5. Again, the Padres hit 
Three home runs in this game, two by Manny, one by Soto, a grand total of 10 hits. Cincinnati gets five runs on eight hits, and the Padres finally see a six-game losing skid come to an end as the Padres improve to 38 and 45 Reds, drop to 44 and 39 and now it sets up the rubber game of this three game set tomorrow in Cincinnati let's go to Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati here from Padres manager Bob Melvin let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin presented by Sin Lee Food find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food 4665 El Cajon Boulevard the Cook's Asian resource Bob, was that uh, two innings taking out a lot of frustration? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously we have the ability to do it. It seems like all the games we've won here recently have been these type of games, so it's it's going to have to come down the other ones. Although for a while there, it felt like one of those games again. So it's nice to be able to, you know, after getting stymied a little bit early on, to break out for a couple innings. I'm sure that you've thought this before, but Manny hitting two bombs and it's the kind of thing that could get Manny going. He's done it once or twice before. Uh, I heard it was somewhere in the 30s, I'm, I'm guessing. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's – and not only that, they're obviously big ones at the time. Wands was big and Manny to follow it up. Those are two huge guys for us. Um, and then to do it again, you know, I mean, we've seen him get on rolls when he's comfortable and hasn't really got on one this year like we're used to seeing. But that's kind of the kind of the recipe for it. I know that everyone in there knows this, but, like, how much are you – all right – now we got to win two. Now, you know, got had the same mindset. Tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's just about tomorrow's game now. So, you know, when we, what we've been through, I think we've probably been a little too not short-sighted enough in that, you know, we think, okay, we got to go on a roll, we got to go on a roll, we got to go on a roll, and you can't do that until you win that game and the next game. we got a pretty tough pitcher coming up against us tomorrow, so we got to have good at-bats again. And, I still don't know who our starter is going to be. It's not going to be you, Darvish. So we're in the process of figuring that one out. Uh, he says that he feels better. Does the humidity have something to do with it? I mean, well, why wouldn't it be you tomorrow? Because he's still not recovering once he does, you know, hard physical activity. It still bites him a little bit. So to be able to, to go out in that, you know, in that heat tomorrow and <laughs> in the humidity and give us what he normally does, He's not able to do that right now. Is the goal that he would be Monday? Uh, I really don't know. I, that might even be a stretch, the way he's, the way he's feeling. How would you like walking today? Yeah, he was great. I mean, look, he, he was going to be limited today. He had been shut down for, for some. So 80 pitches is pretty much what we were looking at, five innings top. So he gave us that. Um, seemed like he got a little bit better as the game went along and you know did what he does normally this year, less probably an inning or so. Garcia just didn't have a breaking ball or what? You know, his breaking ball has really good characteristics to it and break, and it's just not landing it right now and then gets, you know, predictable. Usually you don't let's see his fastball hit like that. So we've been gaining some ground. He's had some pretty good outings here leading up to this one, and obviously not a good one for him today. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Cincinnati following this 12-5 win for the Padres in the middle game of this three-game series. couple of notes there from Bob Melvin, the biggest of which is that you Darvish will not pitch in tomorrow's game, and the Padres are still in the process of deciding who will start tomorrow's game. So that's not great news. Uh, you would love you to pitch tomorrow, but apparently uh, not able to pitch tomorrow, still dealing with that illness that scratched him uh, from uh, a start uh, a handful of days ago now. So that was the update on tomorrow's starting pitcher. Again, the Padres did 
call up Pedro Avila from AAA earlier today. Maybe he's the guy who pitches tomorrow. Maybe it's more of a bullpen day. We're going to find out. I'm sure we'll have more information on that uh, in uh, the next, well, by tomorrow morning, certainly. But again, the big piece of news we know right now is that you Darvish will not start tomorrow. So uh, there's the news there on that. Also, you heard Bob talk about Manny Machado. It was Manny Machado's 35th career game uh, with two home runs. Uh, that's his second of the season. First came in Mexico City on April 29th. The 35th multi-home run game for Manny Machado. So uh, Bob Melvin, a lot of good stuff to talk about there. You heard him also talk about Luis Garcia in the seventh inning who gave up the grand slam to Jonathan India. And look, it's I think in the long run for this bullpen, it's important that the Padres get Garcia back on track because he has not been great lately uh, after coming off the IL. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's a guy they relied on to get big outs last season, and especially without Robert Suarez back yet. It sounds like Suarez is getting closer and closer and closer and may not be all that far away from uh, going out on a rehab assignment, which means he's really, really close. Uh, but until they get Suarez back, and even when he comes back, they need Luis Garcia. So getting him back on track is, I would say, for the bullpen, a major, major priority. How you do that? I mean, not sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, he has to get back on track himself. But however they have to do it, however he has to do it, I think that's a big priority right now for the bullpen. And we'll talk more about the bullpen and the offense and all of it as we continue on on our postgame coverage. We'll hear more from the Padres Clubhouse coming up. Again, the final score, Padres 12, Reds 5. Much more to get to as we continue on our postgame show. I'm Sam Levitt on the Padres Radio Network. Long pause. Here's the pitch. And Machado swings, sends one in the air to deep left field. Benson goes back and watches. This one gonna go! Long two-run home run for Manny Machado. His second in his many innings. And now 10-1 San Diego in the seventh. Manny Machado, a solo home run in the sixth inning, a two-run shot in the seventh inning, the 35th multi-home run game of Manny Machado's career as the Padres cruise on to a 12-5 win, a four-run sixth, a five-run seventh, a two-run eighth inning, and the Padres' offense waking up in the middle portion of this game. Uh, To even up this series at a game apiece sets up the rubber game of this series in Cincinnati tomorrow. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Great to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon. Lots to get to on our postgame coverage. We'll continue playing some of the highlights, take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, plus, in uh, just a matter of minutes, we'll hear from today's starting pitcher, Michael Waka. Speaking of Waka, let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's. Ace Pitcher of the Game, brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg, all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. All right, I sort of teased it. Our ace pitcher of the game is indeed Michael Waka. Five innings, one earned run given up, five hits. Walked two, struck out four. 87 pitches for Waka in his return after dealing with some shoulder fatigue that caused him 
to miss a start, but Michael Waka picked up right where he left off with five strong innings in this game. And if not for dealing with that shoulder fatigue, I'm sure he would have went a little bit deeper in this one. But certainly a good outing for Michael Waka on a day the Padres really, really needed it. And Waka, our ace pitcher of the game. And it really continues what's been a trend as of late. I mean, despite losing the last three games as part of that six-game losing streak, the starting pitching lately for the Padres has been great. Wednesday in Pittsburgh, Blake Snell, six innings, two earned runs given up. And then uh, on uh, Thursday in Pittsburgh, it was Joe Musgrove, six innings and two runs given up. And then yesterday in Cincinnati, Seth Lugo, very, very good. Six innings, one unearned run allowed. So three straight quality outings for Padres pitching. This not a quality outing by the definition, but still a very strong outing for Michael Waka with five innings of one run ball. The only run he gave up was in the third. And I thought another really impressive aspect of this outing for Waka, he just dealt with a lot of trouble. He worked around a one-out double in the first inning, a leadoff double in the second, allowed a run in the third, but it could have been a much de- uh, much uh, bigger inning. Uh, Tyler Stevenson drew the leadoff walk, and then the RBI double by, by uh, McLean. Uh, RBI double by McLean and then uh, Jonathan India uh, with a walk in the third. So at that point, there were uh, runners on first and second, two men away. The point being could have been a much bigger inning than just that one run given up, dealt with a leadoff single in the fourth inning. That runner went to second after a stolen base, found his way out of it, a leadoff single in the fifth inning, again, found his way out of it. The real number that stands out against Waka here today, the, the Reds went one for nine with runners in scoring position against him. So that was uh, impressive, the way he battled out of trouble in this game and, again, puts together five strong innings. And now going back to May 1st, I mean, the numbers for Waka are just terrific. A one one nine ERA in 10 starts since May 1st. 60 innings and a third. He struck out 50, walked only 18. He's given up just eight earned runs on 34 hits in his last 60-plus innings. I'll tell you what, I don't know if whatever he's got going on with his shoulder, I don't know if that would preclude him from pitching in the All-Star game, but I think you could argue this has been an All-Star caliber first half for Michael Waka. I mean, he's been that good for this Padres team and his ERA on the year now down to 284. And again, just over one In the last two months, it's July 1st. We're talking about a start and a stretch that goes back to May 2nd. So really over a span of two months, Michael Waka has been great. And coming off the shoulder fatigue issue, again, picked up right where he left off here today. All right, let's go back to Cincinnati. We've talked a lot about Michael Waka. Let's hear from Michael, by the way, on his 32nd birthday. Happy birthday, Michael Waka. How about a win for your birthday? Let's hear from Michael. All that work to get back and work through, and how, how did it feel? Yeah, no, it feels good to be back for sure. Um, yep, just, uh, you know, felt maybe a little rusty there at, at times, uh, just with the command and, you know, a couple walks in there, missing over the middle of the plate, um, you know, quite a bit of traffic out there on the, on the base pass today, but was able to make pitches uh, whenever I needed to, and defense was, was playing well behind me, and, uh, you know, it was able to get out of there, uh, you know, with, with some limited damage. For the most part, during this long stretch you've had, that hasn't been the type of game. Was that somewhat to be expected in retrospect, being that you hadn't pitched in three weeks, you're having the traffic, walking a couple guys? I mean, I was not planning on it, but, uh, you know, those competitive juices, you know, kicked back in and, um, you know, just uh, 
got to got to bear down and, and make pitches at, at certain times, and uh, you know was able to do that for the most part there. There's like the seven inning no run game. Those are awesome, yeah. and then there's the ones where you have to do what you did yeah. today. Does that have its own kind of satisfaction? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you're gonna have you know a handful of those uh, throughout the season, and so you know it's uh it's how you handle those whenever you know the command's not as sharp and you know few misses and a lot of traffic and just try to limit the damage as much as you can out there and uh, get back in the dugout and let the boys swing it. And they did today. Yeah. You've been a, uh, mostly a spectator here during this stretch. It's rough. What have you kind of seen about this team here as you guys have given so much ground away in the last week or something? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been an unfortunate stretch. You know, feel like we could have won a lot of those ball games uh, that we were in there. And, uh, you know, it's... Yeah, it's not not a very good feeling uh, whenever you go on those those stretches like that. But it's all about staying positive and going out there and taking it pitch by pitch. And you know, we're we're very capable of, of, of doing this this kind of stuff uh, on a regular basis. But just just putting together quality abs and getting some traffic on the on the base pass and just putting some pressure on them. Um, you know, it was it was good to see us break through today. That was today's starting pitcher, Michael Waka, talking about his outing. You heard Michael talk there about battling through trouble. You heard him talk about the Padres having the ability to have games like this. And look, nobody doubts that. Well, I suppose if you watch the first half of the season, you could doubt that because the Padres haven't shown it. But in theory, with the names they have in the lineup and the guys they have on this team, uh, nobody, well, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that. Would it be the craziest thing in the world if they found a way to string wins together? And this is what everybody expected, right? So you get the point. Uh, The point being that uh, they certainly have the capability to play a whole lot better uh, than they played in the uh, first half of the season. Obviously not a great start to the second half yesterday, but uh, the Padres find a way to pull out a 12-5 win over Cincinnati. And again, Michael Waka, certainly a very, very big part of this win here today. And now the question becomes, as it's been really all year so far, Can the Padres build on it? We wondered yesterday, could the Padres build on, at the very least, what they did in extra innings, the execution, battling back a little bit, some of the heart, the fight. Well, here today took five-plus innings to get them going, but they did do, uh, to their credit, exactly that. Bottom line, any game you score 12 runs, I don't care if you do it early, you do it late. Most days, that's going to be plenty to win. So, Padres got a very nice win here today, 12-5 to over Cincinnati. More to come on our post-game show when we come back out of town scoreboard. And if you want to call us, give us uh, your thoughts about today's game, about what the Padres are doing as of late, you can call us 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973. Final score, Padres 12, Reds 5. Post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Padres win it. 
Final score, 12-5 over the Cincinnati Reds. Padres snap a six-game losing skid today at Great American Ballpark, setting up the rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow in Cincinnati. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage, as always, inside our San Diego studios. We will take your phone calls here coming up in a little bit. 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973, the number to call. If you want to get involved, we had a ton of phone calls yesterday. It was a very different sounding, feeling, mood on the post-game show yesterday, to say the least. Uh, Not that one win gets the Padres anywhere close to getting out of this hole they're in right now. But I think bottom line, you take it one game at a time. There's a lot of baseball left to play. How it all goes down, what happens in the second half of the year, who knows, but Padres right now just need to find a way to win games. However, they have to do it. Would love to hear from you. I would say that I would love to get your tweets as well, but I don't know what's going on with Twitter. I'm I'm looking. I can't refresh my screen. Everybody's saying it's down. I, I have no idea what's going on. Apparently, you can only see so many tweets in a day now. There are new rules. Don't ask me. I'm I'm uh, I'm not the uh, the uh, Twitter expert but don't tweet at me i guess or you can i may see it but uh, if you want to tweet at me you can that's all right but if you would rather instagram message me you can do that sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v again s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v message me on instagram may interact with your message here on the air you can try tweeting at me i don't know if it'll go through or what's going on but you can interact with me uh, wherever you'd like if you're a tiktoker out there how about tiktok right you know me in tiktok Sammy Lev there as well. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, the handle. Or no, sorry, it's actually Sammy Levitt, L-E-V-I-T-T, on TikTok. So message me there, Instagram. Happy to interact with you in that way. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. And now the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a slider. And Tom Cosgrove comes off the IL to work a 1-2-3 inning. He caps it with a K. Tom Cosgrove, our relief pitcher of the game in this one. A scoreless sixth inning. 1-2-3. Struck out Joey Votto to end that inning. Very good work by Tom Cosgrove. Fresh off the IL. And boy, the Padres really need him back in that bullpen. And so far, so good. He's been terrific this season. 0-5-0 ERA in 17 appearances. Remember, he had that scoreless appearances streak to begin his major league career. That was a streak that lasted from April 29th until June 9th and was broken up on June 11th. He's given up one run this season now in 17 appearances. Look, we really sang the praises of Tom Cosgrove before he got hurt and... For how good he's been, he's a very important part of that bullpen right now. So Cosgrove, no doubt about it, our relief pitcher of the game. And I'll tell you another reason why he was a good candidate for this. Not only a 1-2-3 inning off the IL, but the Padres score four runs in the top half of the sixth inning. The back-to-back home runs by Soto and Machado. And what you need against a Reds team that has been so potent at coming back in games and just finding ways to win no matter what. We saw it yesterday, right? You need a shutdown inning. You need a one, two, three frame. And that's what Tom Cosgrove gave you. So 
for both those reasons, performance, uh, performance situationally, our relief pitcher of the game is Tom Cosgrove. Great to have the Staten Island kid, Tom Cosgrove. Uh, I have a soft spot for New Yorkers uh, when they uh, come to the Padres. <laughs> In the major leagues, really, as a uh, New Yorker at heart myself. Not that I don't love Southern California and San Diego, but hey, you know, that's where I'm from, New York. So anyway, great to see uh, Tom Cosgrove back on the mound. All right, let's tell you now about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. One and one to Manny. Here's the pitch. Machado swings. He skies one out to deep left center field. Benson racing back. He's looking up. This one gonna go! Just over the tall wall in left center field. Manny with his 10th of the season, and the Padres go back-to-back against Buck Farmer. Our player of the game, Manny Machado. Two home runs, three RBIs. His second multi-home run game of the season, 35th of his career, and he had a big day. Two homers and five at-bats. And boy, do the Padres need Manny in the worst of ways to really, really get going. Tony and Jesse were talking about it in the wrap-up, and and I totally agree with Tony Gwynn Jr. when he talks about that if there's one guy in this lineup that you look at and you say it is the absolute most important if the Padres are to turn this thing around, that guy needs to get going. It is no doubt Manny Machado. We saw him carry this team last year. We've seen him go on just absolute tears where you can't get him out, and he can single-handedly carry your offense. They need that version of Manny Machado. It's been a very rough season for him so far. The number is well below what we're used to seeing, but there's a lot of time left, and this team desperately needs Manny Machado to be Manny. And a good start here today. Two home runs. Hopefully that's a, a jump start to get him going. First home run since June 22nd. It was his first multi-hit game since June 22nd. Manny Machado with the two home runs, three RBIs, our player of the game. And again, it wasn't just him. It was Soto, the home run, four RBIs. Tatis, two hits, three RBIs, starting pitching all in all, despite a a quiet five innings for the Padres offense. They really woke up in the sixth and then the seventh and the eighth inning as well. Much more to get to on our post-game coverage. Again, if you want to call in, you can. 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. Taking your tweets and your Instagram messages at 973thefansd or at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there and on TikTok, Sammy Levitt on there. I have a... A San Diego a Ute fan on Twitter, this is funny, tweeting at me, after yesterday I jumped off the Padres bandwagon, today I'm nursing a twisted ankle, wondering if there's room to jump back on the wagon. One game, one game, and you're already back. All right, that's okay. I'll take it. That's okay. Hey, Padres have... A long way to go here to get back to where we all expected they would be, but one game at a time. And uh, hey, look, I, you know, we took all the phone calls yesterday and really throughout the last couple of weeks, and especially 
after the last six games. And I, I commiserated with everybody out there how tough it was. And so how things were looking, look, one game doesn't get it all back, two games, three games, four games, five games. I mean, it has to be a run here. We all understand that. But again, the Padres need two things. They need the offense to show up. They don't have to score 12 runs like they did today, but they've got to show up something like what they did today and really put together uh, big innings and come up with big hits and hit home runs and be carried by the guys they expected to be carried by, and they need to do it on a very, very consistent basis. That's the way you go on a run, and it's still possible, but Padres have a lot of work to do. But, hey, you jumped off yesterday. You are more than welcome back on the wagon today. All good. All right, we'll step aside. We'll come back out of town scoreboard. Your messages, tweets, phone calls. Again, 833-288-0973. Final score, Padres 12, Reds 5 on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in Cincinnati, Padres 12 and the Reds 5 as the Padres even up this three-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Padres improved to 38 and 45. Reds dropped to 44 and 39. Padres snap a six-game losing skid. Going to take one game at a time, but here today you saw many more things you like than what you've seen the last six games with the Padres getting three home runs, two for Manny, one by Juan Soto. Fernando Tatis Jr. had a couple of hits, three RBIs. Uh, aside from that, it was Hassan Kim, a hit, two runs scored. Uh, Xander Bogarts had a tough day, did walk, but he was over four. Nelson Cruz had a couple of hits in this game. That was certainly good to see. Trent Grisham, one for three, three runs scored. Also had an RBI, a walk in this game. Austin Nola, who Jesse and Tony talked about it earlier. It's hard to really focus on it and kind of quantify it because he's not playing nearly as much as he once was, but he has swung the bat quite a bit better the last month or so. He did have a base hit in this game, did uh, uh, reach on a hit-by-pitch in this game, scored a couple of runs. So really up and down the lineup today, a lot of guys contributing. And again, the other big part of this story here today, the great work of Michael Waka. Five innings, one earned run given up, a little bit limited on the pitches today after coming uh, off the shoulder fatigue issue. But again, he picked up right where he left off uh, before he, uh, well, he didn't go on the IL, but he did uh, skip a start in the rotation. And again, Michael Waka, you look at the numbers going back to his start on May second now in the months of may june and his first start here in july on the first a 119 era in 10 starts 60 innings and a third an 086 whip 162 opponent batting average and hey the padre starting pitching continues to be great we talked about it in the pregame one number that stands out to you well there are really two of them the first being that the padres entered today and this is a little hard to believe considering their record and it makes you even more frustrated, quite honestly. The Padres led the National League entering today in quality starts. 38 of them entering today, just 22-16 and 16 in those games. And uh, look, if the Padres want to go where we all think they could and should go and turn this season around to get to a point, uh, to get to the postseason, really, the Padres, we talked about it pregame, they must 
capitalize on this really good starting pitching, and they did today. So that was a step in the right direction. Uh, looking at the keys to the game one more time, I said capitalize on good starting pitching. I said an early and often offense. It wasn't early, but it was often once they got going in the sixth, scoring four in the sixth inning, five in the seventh inning, even after the Reds made it a 10-5 game with the grand slam by Indy in the seventh inning. They did a good job responding with a couple of runs in the eighth inning. So not the early part, but the often part they certainly came through with. And I said also more relief was key number three. The bullpen had to be better. Tom Cosgrove, great to see him back. One, two, three inning. Tim Hill, Brent Honeywell, scoreless innings, really at a point where it's a a seven-run game. But Luis Garcia, his struggles continue. And that's, that's one guy that the Padres really need him to get right. They really do because Garcia, remember, is someone who got a lot of big outs for this team a year ago. And especially until Robert Suarez comes back, they could use another right-hander, a veteran right-hander, in that bullpen to be pitching well. And you just look at Garcia lately, um, the grand slam given up today. Uh, he pitched a couple of times in Pittsburgh. He had that tough outing in San Francisco. He had that really tough outing in Colorado. Again, there have been a couple of good outings sprinkled in, but there have been some real tough moments for Luis Garcia, and and the Padres could really use him to be a weapon in that bullpen. So he struggled again once again today. Uh, That wasn't great, but really aside from Luis Garcia, and I suppose if you really want to look at the first five innings and be disappointed by that, you know, that's fair offensively, but hey. They woke up, they scored 12 runs, and 11 of them came in the sixth inning on. So anytime this offense scores 12 runs, you're not going to find a complaint from me. Let's take a look now at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Take a look at the scores from around the major leagues. The Cardinals leading the Yankees 11-1 in St. Louis. They're in a rain delay in the seventh inning. That is a doubleheader today in St. Louis. So, sort of a weird situation because you have another game to play, but there's a rain delay in game one right now. And the Cardinals are winning it by a lot. So, I, I suppose you could just call the game. Cardinals win. But then you do have another... Another game to play, which you couldn't play if you just called the game, right? So it's kind of weird. Anyway, game one of that doubleheader. Cardinals ahead, 11-1. Seventh inning, rain delay right now in game one of that twin billing. All right, other games going on right now. The Red Sox leading the Blue Jays 6-2 in Toronto. Seventh inning there. Rangers ahead of the Astros 3-0 in the sixth inning in Arlington. Twins leading the Orioles 1-0 in Baltimore in the seventh inning. Phillies beating up on the Nationals 11-4 in Philadelphia in the fifth. Brewers up 6-0 on the Pirates in the fourth inning in Pittsburgh. White Sox at the A's. Chicago up 3-2 in the sixth inning. Braves, 6-0 lead against the Marlins. In Atlanta, Marlins came in playing really well. They got beat up last night. And the Braves again, up big, 6-0 in Atlanta. Boy, the Braves are good. They're really, they're really good. And right now they're showing the Marlins, hey, you might be a, a pretty good team. You're not us. Anyway, 
at least through the sixth inning here today. Uh, Mets beating the Giants 4-0 in New York in the seventh inning. Francisco Lindor, home run in that game for the Mets. And everything else is coming up. The only final so far is this one uh, between the Padres and the Reds. Guardians at the Cubs at 415. Dodgers in Kansas City at 415. Rays in Seattle against the Mariners at 415. Game two of that doubleheader is scheduled uh, between the uh, Yankees and Cardinals at 415. But again, they're in a rain delay right now in uh, game one. Tigers and the Rockies in Colorado at 610. And the Diamondbacks at the Angels at 707 in Anaheim. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Saturday in the major leagues. Again, the Padres win it 12-5 against the Reds. Let's uh, play you our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Here's the 2-0. Soto hits it hard in the air to deep right field. Grayley goes back. Looks up. Gonna go. Long three-run homer to right for Juan Soto. 15th of the season, a three-run shot, and the Padres lead it 4-1. Juan Soto, the three-run home run in the sixth inning, gave the Padres a 4-1 lead, his 15th home run of the season. Certainly our play of the game here today. Yes, Manny went deep after that. They went back-to-back. Manny had another home run later in the game, but... When you look at the play of the game, that was a big one. One swing, Padres broke the 1-1 tie, had a three-run lead. For Juan Soto, again, his 15th home run. And RBIs for Juan Soto, he had four today. So Juan Soto now has a grand total of 46 on the year. So just a quick snapshot at the numbers for Juan Soto right around the midway point of the season. He's hitting 274. 15 home runs, 46 RBIs, has 20 doubles, an on-base percentage of 423, OPS of 925. Pretty good. Considering how badly he struggled in the first month, it's pretty good. That's what I keep saying about Juan Soto and why when we were having the conversations last couple of days and everybody's now looking towards the trade deadline, and it's a fair conversation with the way the Padres have played and where they're at and where they could be at in three, three and a half weeks. I get it. Totally get it. But I think it would be crazy to consider trading this guy from a performance standpoint, from a 2024 standpoint, from a trying to sign him long-term standpoint, from what you gave up for him standpoint. I think he's really good. Like really, really good. And we haven't, we know even necessarily seen the best of him. But you look at the snapshot, he's on pace for 30 home runs. He's on pace for 90-plus RBIs. He's on pace, uh, on pace for well above a, a 400 on-base percentage. I mean, he's hitting 274. Could get that up to, I don't know, 280, 290-something. If he plays really well, 40 doubles. I mean, in a year where maybe you didn't even really see him at his best, it's pretty good. <laughs> That's why the Padres wanted him. So Juan Soto, our play of the game with the home run, some Extra notes on Juan Soto there as well. Again, I, I just, he's one of those guys where you look up and you you consider the overall numbers and it's pretty easy to see why at the age of 24 and 
beyond that, even going back to when he was 19 and in the major leagues, why people feel like he's so special. Because even with the early struggles, even with, you know, not going the other way nearly as much and from just a pure hitting perspective, not necessarily being at his best, his absolute best in a Padres uniform, you, you look at the numbers midway through the season and you say, wow, considering all that, I mean, this is pretty impressive. So, again, Juan Soto, play of the game. Hopefully he can uh, keep it going. Hopefully the Padres can keep it going tomorrow, and I'll get to tomorrow's game in just a moment. I do have a number of Instagram messages here to get to. I want to read some off. Um have Omar here. Glad to see Cosgrove back in the pen. He's quickly becoming one of the more reliable relievers. But if I'm looking for a reliever that should be re-signed, I'm looking at Steven Wilson. He's been reliable for two seasons. Uh, what say you? Well, Omar, here's the good news about Steven Wilson. He only made his major league debut last season. So the Padres have him under control for a while. Um, you don't need to really worry about like losing him at the moment. So, look, I, I'm totally with you. I think Steven Wilson's been terrific. And, again, when we talk about sort of a thin bullpen right now, the fact that Wilson is on the I.L., is a big part of that equation. I mean, heck, if you had Wilson available yesterday, who knows how that game plays out because you just would have had more options for the ninth inning and extra innings. But I agree with you, Omar. Wilson's been terrific and um, should be here in a Padre uniform for a while because, uh, again, uh, he only made his debut last season. Um, What else do we have here? Other messages. Um... Jacob, uh, happy for the win, but Luis Garcia needs to go. Been too many outings. Uh, He's given up runs. Uh, You know, look, Jacob, I talked about Luis earlier. I think my hope for Luis is, uh, my hope for Luis is this. He's really important to this Padres bullpen, and I got to be honest with you, he's not going anywhere. So, in my mind, the best case scenario with Luis Garcia, he was very important to this team last year. He's a veteran right-hander. He's had some struggles here, and some of them have been in some really big spots. Luckily, the Padres had, at the time, India hit the Grand Slam, a a, 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 a nine-run lead at that point, so it, it didn't end up mattering all that much, but they could really use him to to find himself again because, again, the numbers are not are not pretty right now. 5-9-3, y'all, Ray. In 30 appearances, and really you go back to the start of the year, he's never really found his footing this year. You know, he had an early outing. I'm just looking at the game logs here. I can't even quite recall what happened in each of these outings. Going back to April 4th, the opening uh, homestand of the year against Arizona, got one out, was charged with four earned runs. I mean, really, that kind of set the tone. So he has not been the guy that we've seen in the past. I think it's easy to forget how important he was to the bullpen last year. 3390 ERA, 64 appearances, 324 the year before that, and 34 appearances. He's been a solid reliever for a while, had some struggles in Philadelphia, in Anaheim, but, you know, for the Phillies, good. My point being, I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere, so I think you got to hope that Luis Garcia can sort of figure it out here in the second half. I certainly hope he does because, obviously, if you could have him as a weapon in the bullpen, that would be just really, really good, um, especially without Suarez. Now, once Suarez comes back, you get Wilson back. You've got Cosgrove throwing the way he's thrown. You've got... Um, Hater, obviously. Well, look, not having Suarez has been a big deal for this bullpen, and hopefully he's coming back at some point during this month. But, I mean, Robert Suarez was so good last year. 
and not just good overall. I mean, good in the biggest of moments. He's such an important part to this bullpen, and the Padres could sure use him back as soon as possible. So uh, appreciate the uh, uh, the message and um, uh, Omar, but uh, or sorry, not uh, uh, Jacob uh, with the Luis Garcia point. But um, that's my thoughts on Garcia. I I don't think he's going anywhere, and um, and the Padres really need him uh, to figure things out. So hopefully. He does that. All right, we've got a couple other messages here, some tweets, but uh, might be time for me to head on out. We talk about tomorrow's game. On the mound for the Padres tomorrow, right now, we don't know. We do know, according to Bob Melvin after the game, it will not be you, Darvish. Uh, Bob Melvin told us that after the game. Didn't commit to it being Monday either. So we'll see when we see you. It won't be tomorrow. And that is an interesting question of who will pitch tomorrow. Pedro Avila was called up from AAA El Paso earlier today. Again, if you missed it earlier, uh, Drew Carlton was put on the IEL and also uh, Ray Kerr was optioned back down to AAA El Paso. So the fact that Pedro Avila is here would maybe indicate that he would start tomorrow just looking at Avila's game logs here for El Paso because I'm curious he's been mostly a starting pitcher this year what's interesting about it on June 29th so when was the 29th that was and I'm sorry I'm kind of working this out in my head as we go but the 29th was Thursday tomorrow's Sunday so on Thursday here's what's interesting He only pitched one inning for El Paso. That's after making a start every other time out. He went five innings June 23rd. He's had had some shorter outings. I mean, three innings the rest of the month of June. So he's not going to give you, you know, seven innings tomorrow, but could he give you four or five? Maybe. And the fact that he threw one the other day sort of makes you raise your eyebrows. Like, and if the fact, by the way, the fact that he's here, period. Kind of makes you think it'll at least be him to start the game tomorrow or be a bulk guy tomorrow if the Padres want to go with more of an opener type scenario. That's possible. But again, what we do know will not be you, Darvish. So uh, stay tuned to uh, 97.3 The Fan social media. Uh, Certainly everything on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, websites, Padres.com, wherever you get your information. I'm sure we'll hear uh, more here by the end of today about who will start tomorrow. And very talented left-hander Andrew Abbott on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds tomorrow. Same time, same place. First pitch tomorrow in the rubber game of this series at 10.40 a.m. Arika Water SoCal Padres. Ray's pregame show will begin at 940. Certainly hope you can join us then. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here today. For the Padres, 12 runs, 10 hits, no errors. They left on five. For the Reds, five runs, eight hits, two errors. They left on six. Winning pitcher Michael Waka, who improves to eight and two. Losing pitcher in this game was Brandon Williamson, who drops to one and two. Time of game, two hours and 58 minutes. And the crowd at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, 30,895. By the way, that Taylor Swift concert going on down the road. Wish I could go to that. Oh, well. You can listen back to any of our post-game show on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our studio coordinator, Nick DiNucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long. Again, the final score, the Padres 12 and the Reds 5. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.